Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group podcast for business owners and marketers. I'm your host, David Bellary. And today I chat with Kathy Wagner, co-founder of Content Strategy Inc. We have a great chat about content. Enjoy the show. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining me. I'm so excited to have this conversation and learn more about you. I'm happy to be here. Good. So can you tell me first, or tell us first, I guess, what, um, um, who you are and a little bit about uh, Content Strategy Inc. Inc. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm Kathy Wagner. I'm one of the co-founders of Content Strategy Incorporated, which is a Vancouver-based consultancy that uh, it's actually the only one in Canada who focuses exclusively on content strategy. Um, so I've been a, I have previous careers in technical communications and through that uh, and, and uh, customer experience research. And in all of those jobs, I was actually doing content strategy. It just didn't exist as a label yet right. at that time. So I became an independent uh, consultant in about 2010. And I started Content Strategy Inc. because there's so many different, different facets of content strategy and so many different uh, skills and disciplines that need to come together. Uh, that create content strategy that I wanted a bit of a, uh, a stronger base of people that with different skill sets so that we could tackle some of the larger content strategy problems for our clients. So how would you describe like what is the problem and why why do uh, businesses need a content strategy? Or oh, um, There's a number of different problems. The area that we specifically focus in is the customer experience of content and also the content governance. So there's kind of two sides of the same coin. So um, really historically what, what organizations and companies have found is that uh, they're creating a lot of content yeah. but they don't know why they're creating it like literally they just keep creating it like they, content in what form do you mean uh, you know uh, well in the last five years you know blogs have been a big right. one everybody's creating blogs and articles and they're creating everything they're creating videos they're creating websites or microsites or different sites or apps or right. I mean it does, you know they're on every social channel known to mankind yeah. because they don't want to miss anybody or leave anybody behind yeah and we're told that's where everybody is and <laughs> yes and everybody's everywhere and so people want to get their content out everywhere and it creates a really noisy playing field for consumers and also a very confused message from your company. Mm -hmm. So as content strategists, we do two things. We help to target and, and, and frame your content to make it more appealing to your audience on the channels that they're looking for it. So rather than it's everything everywhere, it's the right things in the right places. And then we work with organizations to help them learn how to do that in a sustainable way. So what sort of things, you probably consume a lot of content or see a lot of content. What sort of things do you see businesses doing that are just you know, not working? Um, creating content for content's sake yeah. is, is probably the biggest one. You know, Everybody feels like they need to be creating content, and so they are uh, without any thought as to objective or plan yeah. <laughs> or understanding of the amount of resources it takes to actually create quality content. There's a huge difference in the impact that your content can have if it's high quality content that's targeted to your audience needs or just content for the sake of content. In fact, it could be pretty damaging to your brand if you're creating lower quality content and pushing it out. So, you know, that's probably the biggest mistake that we see is just people creating too much of it and not high enough quality. So how do you how do you start to rein that in? Like where where does a business start to say, okay, I'm not gonna just 
have the Facebook page and the blog and what? <laughs> it, it starts by, you know, uh, understanding kind of three things. You need to understand your audience better. Yeah. Uh, you know, pretty much exclusively, everybody thinks that they know their audience, but they really are just looking at themselves in the mirror and saying, hey, that's my audience. Um, so you really need to better understand your audience, where they hang out, what content they're wanting, what they react well to, what they don't. Um, you need to understand your business objectives because there's no sense creating content that has no value for your business. And you need to understand your resourcing. Um, you know, people seem to think that they can, uh, you know, everybody think, you know, video is a really important uh, content format these days. So everybody wants to create video. But if you don't know how to create good video, if you don't know what to do with it, then don't don't bother. You need to focus on what you have the resources and ability to actually achieve. Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit of this because the first one, I mean, they they all sound um, they all sound easy, but they all sound really hard too. Like even just mm -hmm. finding out um, your audience and not yeah. even you know maybe there's a lot there. Like who's the audience and how do you find that and how do you find out what they want or what kind of content they're going to want yeah that's that's we that's a good question that's, that's, you know, <laughs> that's, that's what you and, do <laughs> and that's what we do and, and what um you know i think because i have a history in in customer experience research i bring that to our content strategy um we always do a certain amount of audience research in every in every um kind of initiative that we take on. And even in the companies that have an abundance of existing research, we find it's very heavily weighed to market demographic research, which yeah. only gives you a very uh, flat kind of two-dimensional picture of, of, of who your customer is, right? So you need to spend time with your customers. Bottom line, it's like face-to-face, one-on-one, -one, figuring out who they are. So we encourage our clients to talk to talk to the customers on a regular basis. So when we start a project, we will uh, usually start with either a series of interviews with their uh, customers or target customers uh, and our focus groups. And then we'll follow up with a, a more expansive um, online survey where we can get some actual statistical um, relevance behind some of the things that we think we have learned through the one-on-one -on -one conversations. But those one-on-one -on -one conversations are critical. And even in smaller businesses, uh, when we've worked with them, what I suggest all the time is just spend some time, whether it's a day a month, a few days, twice a year, but spend time going and talking to your customers. This is going to sound like a really dumb question, but talking about what? Uh, yes, good question. <laughs> so um, whatever their, you know, it depends what your business is, yeah. right? So you're going to talk to them about whatever it is draws them to your business. So, for example, we've, okay. been, we've been working with... Um, tourism Saskatchewan lately. Yeah. And so one of the things, you know, as I'm thinking about the tourism industry, um, that industry needs to talk to their customers about why that experience, right? People don't come, uh, they, people don't travel necessarily to see a place. The place is part of an experience. So mm -hmm. what are they wanting to get out of it? What are the motivations for doing it? Um, and what are the feelings behind it? So you really want to drive into the experiential and the feelings and the problems that are being solved how whatever your service or offering or product is uh, helps that, that person. So that, that's your basic understanding of, of your customers. Um, but you also need to ask questions around the content, right? So um, what content formats do they prefer? Where do they hang out online? Um, 
where, you know, what, what are they looking for uh, when they're at different stages of the customer journey? We do a lot of work around the customer journey. So um, what triggers their awareness of a need that mm -hmm. you might be able to fulfill through your organization? And how does that, and what are their questions all along the way as they go through that consideration or purchase or, you know, post support and into advocacy? Because we want, you want to be able to take, you know, in the content world, content can help achieve all of those things. But the best result comes from when your customers are advocating on your behalf and are basically marketing for you by sharing positive reviews online, uh, sharing their stories or their Facebook photos online about whatever you provided them with, if it's a consumer basis or if it's a business to business that's on a LinkedIn something, right? So you want to get those customers working for you. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can create content flows and paths and make it easy for people to create their own content. So what would I like how do I know if I'm on if I'm creating good content or not creating good content? I, I don't know that this is gonna be a very popular answer, but my <laughs> my experience shows me most people don't know the difference yeah. uh, when they're creating it. Which is why it's good to have some objective eyes. Um, you ba you need to have somebody with with a lot of experience and or formal training in the format and medium that you're delivering your content in. So if it's written content, you need to have somebody that really understands the writing techniques and to how to create a certain, everybody knows their tone of voice, this is your brand, yeah, this is your tone yeah. of voice, but how do you achieve that through the words on the page? It takes a certain um, advanced level of expertise in writing to be able to do that. The same is true of photography, same is true of videography. And when you're packaging content for a different audience on different channels, it's the same thing. There's people that really understand Facebook and how to connect with audiences there, and that's different than, than YouTube, and that's different than LinkedIn. So in answer to the question is you either need to become or connect with an expert who can provide some guidance around those things. Because it's even actually a little, uh, a little harder than that, because I think you have to like you're, you have to reflect that person or talk to them in that right tone for the, but I guess you need to move them to a purpose too. It's not just saying, hey, uh, right. we're like you or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's the whole, the flow of content when you're, when you're kind of designing what we call the content flows or it's around the customer journey, right? So if you're creating content with the intent to raise awareness, um, so your customers discover what you have to offer, it doesn't end there. It, it leads them into the next stage, which we call consideration, right? So then you're okay. creating content that helps them to make that choice or helps them to uh, give them the information they need as they're considering the different options uh, for that need that they want fulfilled. So you are the at, at the outset giving great consideration to, okay, this, this, um, this is, I guess, the, the journey that we want to take people on mm -hmm. or that they typically flow and where we can um, affect or... Um, yeah. I think the other thing to kind of back up when the question is what, what do we see that people are doing, like the challenges or the problems, people are creating too much awareness or discovery content. Oh, okay. And then not following through with sufficient or adequate consideration or decision-making purchase content. And even if they do that, then once they've made the sale, there's, they're not supporting, that, that's it, right? There's no support after that fact. Um, so how can continue? How can content continue to support them after okay. after purchase? Mm. So we're doing a lot of awareness content, and I guess that's just uh, maybe it's a great story about us or a great thing about your company. But 
that's it. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, it's, you know, um, it makes sense because marketers have been big to jump on the content bank yeah. bandwagon. Content yeah. marketing is a huge thing. And marketers are by nature pretty good at marketing yeah. and, and doing and what they do. Um, but it, they tend to sway heavily into creating, you know, lead generation, creating new leads, creating new customers. It's the basis of, of marketing. Whereas, um, you know, the industry that I've come from originally, technical communication tends to be more on the support post-purchase side of things. Um, you know, historically, that, that discipline is better at clear communication, um, short, concise, you know, to the point kind of stuff, but not very good at um, marketing itself yeah. or... or or you have creating. to bring. You have to make an offer at some point, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, as a content strategist, what I think is really exciting is the ability to see all the different disciplines and bring them together. Um, journalism is another one that's super important. Oh yeah. Um, these days, so you know, the the kind of the best of marketing, best of journalism, best of tech com, and then you get into the more technical sides of content engineering, where you've got a lot of kind of more more technical aspects, which I don't spend a whole lot of time <laughs> playing in, yeah. but I have a tremendous respect for. But all of those things kind of need to come together to, you know, at least in your thought processes, yeah. right? Yeah. And then the other thing you mentioned was resourcing, and we don't give a lot of consideration to that. And um, uh, I guess maybe tell me a little bit about what you see as far as uh, under-resourcing, I assume, is what a lot of people maybe don't appreciate what it's going to take to to yeah. do what they need to do. Yeah, they either leave, you know, you see a lot of companies, uh, say, building a new website, and they leave the content till the very end. Um, or they come up with a new content plan, they're going to blog once a day or three times a week, but they don't understand, the A, how much time commitment that yeah. actually is to, to, be, to be developing fresh content all that time. I see that a lot on websites. Like, uh, yep. you know, it used to be a news feed, and then it became a blog, and it was, um, yeah, we have a great high, ho oh, we have lots of content. We're going to mm -hmm. fill this up, and, um, you know, a month later, it's there's nothing happening. Or, you know, a year later, it's just that first month and mm -hmm. then nothing. How do, you, how do you get over that, or, how is, like, how do you? I think, you, again, you need to be realistic, right? So um, unless you're the kind of person that, you know, and blogs, you know, I, by default, I think written content, but they can be photographic, they can be yeah. video blogs, yeah. they can be podcasts. Um, but unless you have, if you're in a small company, and I'm a small business owner, so I totally get it, and I'm not good at my own blogging. <laughs> um, but unless, unless it's something you like to do in your spare time for fun, yeah. if nobody was paying you and it was not part of your job, you probably won't be able to do it in a sustainable way off the side of your desk. Right. Right. So trying to fit it in is not a sustainable uh, resourcing tactic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think even in smaller businesses, you need to find a way to carve out a chunk of somebody's time um, and and resource for it, and and not just to give them the time to do it, but give them the skills to do it. Um, give them the new perspectives of understanding of how that content is actually going to get out and be distributed and and why, you know, they need to understand all of that to to be effective. Otherwise, there's, I you know, I don't know. I suppose there's other ways to reach audiences than through content. I, do, yeah. I don't know what they are. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, there might be. But maybe there are. Um, but that's uh, I've heard that before. That you know, um, if you try to do it off the side of your desk, or yeah. it's just not. It's you know, or unless you dedicate something to it, yeah. commit to it, uh, it's just not going to get done. Is there any guideline like how to figure that out, or how yeah, much you and the, should? The other thing, you know, I'll get back to that one. But the other thing is also to commit to it over a period of time. Right? Oh, yeah. Because content and content marketing specifically takes a while to catch on and see the results. So if you're going to do it for three months and decide, I haven't seen results, I'm going to drop it, that's just going to look like you tried something and it fell off yeah. the desk. But it takes, you know, nine to 18 months to actually see returns from consistent uh, effort and work. Um, so as far as guidelines, you know, it depends. So... You know, I've heard, you know, there's, there's stats that show that if you're, if it's, if, if the cornerstone of your content marketing strategy is writing blogs, which of course, um, that creates a foundational content and the whole point is then to distribute that and actively distribute that and get that out there. Um, you know, they're saying three times a week is... For a blog. Would, would, is, is yeah. from a traction point of view, from search engine and, and yeah. generally raising awareness, that seems to be like the golden peak but even if you're if you're regular it's more important to be regular yeah. than frequent so even if you're regularly publishing once a week that's fine um but that's blogs and then you have to distribute them right if it's facebook posts you're looking at two posts a day right um depending on your market and the size of your market if you're a small company with a small smaller group you may not need to do twice but if you do it too much more than twice it gets it gets noisy and people mm -hmm. don't like it so yeah. Again, I think it's, it's learning more about the channels that your audience is on, the content they're looking for, and the frequency that you're looking for. And that's why it kind of always comes back to talking to your customers, one-on-one, um, -on -one, figuring out what they want, surveying them to get some validity over the numbers. And then it's trial and error, right? Like, this is the thing. Like, I'm a, I'm a strategist, so we come up with strategies and frameworks. But they're not locked in, you know, there's not, it's not like, oh, this is your gold star strategy. It's going to work 100% mm -hmm. every time. It's a good starting place. And a good strategy will, you know, have a clear goal in mind, but be flexible enough to shift. So maybe we thought this was going to work, but it isn't working very well. So let's try this. The, the trick is to do things that are measurable, that you can kind of capture some sort of evidence that you're paying attention to what works and what doesn't, and you can adjust accordingly. And do you look at, you talked about, you know, three months not enough. And I, I know you, there's, no, there's no rules overall, but um, like how long would you look at something and go, you know, uh, I guess you're always looking at it, but are you looking you're at it and looking going, at it. Uh, it's, you know, give it another whatever month or six months or. Well, you're always looking at it and you should be able to shift like within the context of your strategy. You know, for example, you know, if you were putting together a content marketing strategy that uh, involved creating blogs promoting them through social networks, mm -hmm. right? So that's pretty basic stuff. What I'd want to see is a commitment to do that consistently for nine to 18 months. Yeah. But within that period of time, you should always be monitoring and shifting. Well, this topic is working better than that topic. Let's do more of that. This format is working better than that format. So let's do more of that. Um, we tried this new approach. This is working, you know, so you're always adjusting within that framework, but but you need you need to sustain that framework over time. But the specifics within it, as long as you're monitoring it and measuring it, they should be fluid. Yeah. Is there have you ever come across a business like Tourism Saskatchewan's a great business because 
there's so much to talk about. Have yes. you ever come across a business where you go, ah, you know what? You just don't have any content. There's nothing you could do. Well, <laughs> I've worked with a lot of, co- you know, Tourism Saskatchewan is actually quite a unique uh, client for us in a number of ways. One of the ways in which they are unique is that they actually have a strong reason to create a substantive amount of content. Um, a lot of the clients we work with, we tell them to just stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, li- like literally, we, we do, until they get their, their foundation together okay. <laughs> and they can do it a little bit more strategically or a little bit more thoughtfully and a little bit more um, in a pared down way. Right, yeah. Um, but, you know, having said that, you know, it, it depends. You know, there's, there's different marketing tactics for different organizations and not everybody... Um, not everybody needs to market themselves through content and mm-hmm. content marketing in the same way that uh, a lot of industries do. So for us as content strategists, we don't focus specifically on marketing content. We do, we, you know, we've done large projects with intranets. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. In, internally, uh, we do lots of work on just pure government governance, team building, policies, procedures, standards, frameworks, that kind of stuff. Um, and, and the companies that we work on, that kind of stuff, have less of a marketing focus, less of a need to market uh, through the storytelling uh, uh, approach that, like, Tourism Saskatchewan has. Um, you know, because here's the other thing. It's, like, particularly in small businesses, what I, I think it's harder. Uh, you either need to have an innate talent, which there are people who do, or yeah. you need to be really skilled to find and distribute your unique, differentiated, quality story as a small business, yeah. it's really hard to do. Um, that's why actually Facebook is good because it, it allows you to create a presence and a sense of yourself and communicate some authenticity without having to create as formalized content pieces that maybe take more resourcing and uh, it feels training. It feels easy to do too, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. daunting like writing a few hundred words or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, you said something that I want to uh, touch on a little bit, and that's the probably the hardest part or the part we always forget about, and that's distribution. Because mm-hmm. that's not just um, putting the blog up, or is it? I guess it's no. like, oh, we posted it. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> yeah, if, if a tree falls, is it there? I mean, I don't know. It's um, Distribution is a big thing. Dis- and distribution is not our actual specialty. Yeah, what but, kind of things do you look at there, like, or look, or advise, or look, I guess, look, encourage people to do? Well, you, again, you need to understand your audience. Mm-hmm. Well, it's too, you need to understand your audience, and you need to understand your industry standards and where your audience hangs out, right? So um, when you're creating content, you, it, it all kind of comes back to the same thing. It's customer journey. Where does your audience hang out when they don't even know they have a problem that yeah. you can solve? from whatever your offering is. And then trying to create the right content in that way. So, you know, traditionally it would be done through things like TV advertising or, you know, radio advertising or things like that. And in today's world, there's a slew of different options. And advertising is one, digital advertising uh, more frequently and with with usually a higher ROI than traditional. But it depends. so you really just kind of have to understand where your audience hangs out and where they're interested. So it's not just where, where they hang out. Um, everybody hangs out on Facebook. But 
are they on Facebook when they are in the right mindset to hear your message or connect with you? Or how can you create a message that they're willing to connect with at that moment, where yeah, they are yeah. at that moment? Mm-hmm. Um, you got to get your content off your off of your platforms and onto theirs. That's the bottom line. Um, well, thank you very much, Kathy. I don't want to take too much of your time. There's so much there. We, I could talk to you for uh, a couple hours now. I'm like, like, oh, what about this? What about that? But I don't want to um, go too far into it. Um, just the last endless conversation. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a very. I mean, it's very topical right now, and yeah. especially for marketers. So, um, in your um, now um, years doing content marketing, what are some of our? What is the biggest lesson you've learned uh less is more and quality beats quantity mm-hmm. every time and get your house in order you you know how you're going to resource it know how you're going to get the right skill sets um, are there resources available for small businesses that are looking to uh, create content or that's a good question <laughs> um you know, there's there's lots of content out there. Yeah. Like content Marketing Institute creates has a great uh, uh, online kind of library of articles and resources uh, for people wanting to understand content marketing better. So that's a good place to start. And if people wanted to reach out to you and Content Strategy Inc., uh, how do they do that? Uh, ContentStrategyInc.com is a good place to start (laughs) and all of my contact information is on there fantastic thank you very much again kathy thank you that's it for this week thank you very much for listening you can subscribe to lessons learned in marketing on itunes talk to you next week